let's charge. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get tabletop gaming goodies all the days of the week. I am your host, Rhesius, and behind the camera is the one and only Rhino. Let's jump in and talk about what happened in the last week in the wargaming hobby. Oh baby. We're a little general with that. You know, it's mostly 40k, but in, in Games Workshop games, but we, we talk about other stuff too. First of all, we got some really exciting previews from Games Workshop. We got a Beast Snaga Orc Boy. So these Beast Snaga Boys are even bigger and beefier than normal boys. So it makes me wonder, uh, are these like the Primaris version of the Orcs? Are these the new Orcs? I don't know. They definitely have a really cool aesthetic and they're bigger. I like it. Um, they look amazing. So can't wait to see them in real life. Uh, all the Beast Snaga stuff we've been seeing for Orcs looks absolutely awesome. But I'm like, is this, is this the, is the Primaris effect on the orcs or not? Or is it just a new like sub-faction of orcs? I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, the orc boy kit is one of the oldest that's still in uh, common use. But it's still, it, it's, it's held up all these years. It still looks great. Um, it's one of the coolest and most innovative aesthetically um, kits, in my opinion, that we've seen. When they kind of made the orcs look a little bit like gorillas. And I, I think it's just an awesome look for them. But uh, these Beast Snaggas look amazing. Can't wait to see them. Excited to get to some of those new works on the table. And as I've been saying, uh, one of the last things I remember from um, uh, playtesting before I, I took a break was that uh, Beast Snaggas and the Orcs look really good. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But get excited if you're an Orc player. Hopefully it's uh, like Drakari. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we also got some really exciting previews for the Soulblight Gravelords, aka Undead Vampire Counts for Age of Sigmar. <clears throat> I really like that they kind of stuck with the traditional high gothic uh, uh, aesthetic for these, and the reception has been ultra positive from gamers. These models are brilliant. I can't wait to get my hands on them, unfortunately, because of the allocations. I haven't gotten any of this stuff for myself because we're saving it all for our customers. Um, I would really like to get my hands on the uh, um, uh, uh, Underworld's Warband that came out. And then, of course, the Cursed City debacle. But, you know, it doesn't even look like they're going to make any more of those. So, oh, well, life goes on. Hopefully, I'll get some of these to add to my collection. They look amazing. So let's take a look at some of what we got. First up, we public a new scroll. <clears throat> I can't see anything, buddy. Uh, the White King, which is an absolutely amazing model. This is a redo of a classic. Anybody who's been playing the game for a long time can uh, will recognize this model. This goes back to like Warhammer Fantasy, like, I don't know, second edition. Might even go all the way back to first edition, a version of this model. Of course, they've updated it, made it look more modern. And we have the mounted and the foot version. Brilliant, brilliant models. Love them. These... Definitely coming into a D&D campaign. Uh, the other big news was the updated Blood Knights. So Blood Knights are vampire cavalry. Every single one of them is a vampire. They're really powerful. They've always been one of the most powerful cavalry units in fantasy. Coming over to Age of Sigmar, I'm sure they're going to be like um, Varengard level badass. And we got a couple of close-ups of like their banner, which has always been a red dragon and freaking amazing. 
Pretty sure GW ripped off Bram Stoker's Dracula for the look of these guys as they did with Mephiston. That red kind of like just baller armor that uh, Dracula wears <clears throat> in Bram Stoker's Dracula. So dope. Acadian uh, Ranger says you like vampires. Go watch Castlevania on Netflix. Yeah, sick. So good. Um, <clears throat> really enjoyed it. And the, the author of it was one of my favorite comic. I think it was like Warren Ellis or um, gosh, he, he's a famous comic book author who does really good stuff. But uh, Castlevania got re up for a fourth and final season. Can't wait. You've got all your, it's, you got one of the Belmonts, you got Alucard. It's great. It's really good stuff. It's it's a little adult, not too crazy, but um, definitely recommend it. That's a good one. Uh, got the Bellacore glow up, or grow up treatment, says Tomodachi Express. Well, if you got a Bellacore, you're lucky because we got two. Ho, ho. Oh, baby. So, you know, whoever got those two, good. Well done. Hopefully we'll get more of them. We'll see. Uh, another preview we got was for an amazing new multi-kit for Slanesh. This is Dexessa and Senessa. I think I said those correctly. But uh, aesthetically, these are phenomenal models. They're clearly, you know, got inspiration from a Keeper of Secrets and a Peacock, and which is like a perfect combination for Slanesh. The other one's kind of like a butterfly um, aesthetic. They're floating just ridiculously good sculpts. Like... The quality, artistically and technically, of these new models is just astounding. Like, no one in the world comes close to what GW is doing. They are so far ahead, right? Like, some companies working in resin have, as I would say, as talented as sculptors. Um, some companies working in plastic are technically better. Like, Gundams, like I've said many, many times on the show... If you're into to Gunpla, there's amazing, Gunpla, excuse me, there's amazing, amazing stuff that they do. So I would say like some of those are technically better. Some of the resin models out there are maybe artistically more pleasing, although that's subjective. But in a combination of engineering and artistry, no one touches GW. Right? As annoying as they are sometimes with these, you know, allocations and can't even get some of these models, you got to give credit where it's due. They are unreal. Just amazing. All right, let's talk about some upcoming events. <clears throat> so hang on to your horses because it's going to be coming rapid fire with these events as we play catch up. Now that events are happening again, um, we're, these, we're going to be opening registrations just rapid fire. So just uh, hang on to your horses because we, you know, we have to do this to get back on schedule. Um, but going forward with the amount of events that we have, we will be opening a registration every you know, roughly five, six weeks. <laughs> Some of their prices are uh, are amazing as well. People are saying in the chat, yeah, Games Workshop models are expensive. There is no arguing that. All right, so Lone Star Open. Uh, registration opened up last week. Tickets are selling very steadily. Uh, Some of the events are filling up already. If you want to grab one, please do. This takes place in the fine state of Texas in July and will feature a wide range of games. We have multiple X-Wing and uh, Star Wars Armada, uh, Star Wars Legion events by some top-notch TOs. Those should be very exciting. Also, we've, of course, got the 40K Champs, the flagship event, and Age of Sigmore, all of which are selling very, very quickly. So if you want to come, please grab some of those tickets. Uh, it's going to be a really fun event. And again, that's in July. 
Hope to see you all there. <clears throat> Most events to the Atlantic City Open are already sold out or on the verge of selling out. So if you want to grab a ticket for that event, please do so as soon as possible. It is going to uh, fill out. Although on the plus side, after talking to the uh, administrators of the venue, they do believe that we might be able to increase attendance a little bit uh, come June because uh, the United States of America is doing such a good job getting vaccines out. We're, last I checked, we were up to like over 4 million a day, uh, which means by May, every single American will have had the, the chance to get a vaccine. So really encouraging. I think we'll probably be back to normal in June uh, relatively, uh, which means that there's a pretty good chance we'll be able to fit more people into the Atlantic City Open. Although don't take that chance, get your ticket now <clears throat> if you want to go. And if you want to play in the 40K Champs main event, which is sold out, make sure to jump on the wait list. The, uh, the link is in the show notes at frontlinegaming.org or on the Atlantic City Open homepage. Jump on that wait list. And if we can open up more space, we'll let you know. Katie Ranger, good job on those logos. Thank you so much. Those are from the illustrious Thomas, a.k.a. Goatboy. Uh, he's a great artist, great to work with, reasonable prices. Highly recommend him. Uh, Wolfbreeze Carlos says, I'm going to at least collect all the event shirts. Yeah, we will have shirts available at all the events. And I'm glad you said that, Wolfpriest Carl. We have uh, some exciting swag that we're giving out to people this year, something we've never done before. Um, I haven't seen too many events, if any, do this. So just everybody that shows up is going to get some really cool swag for our events. And I think people are going to be really excited with them. It's really cool stuff. So check that out if you are going to be going. Atlantic City Open. Can't wait to see everybody there. It's going to be really, really cool to get back to doing events. It's also going to be a little bit of like a, oh crap, how do I do this again? Because, <laughs> you know, since we started running events, I've, we've never taken a break ever. So it's been, you know, 12 years of nonstop hustling, running GTs all the time. It's going to be a little bit of a learning experience, I'm sure, <laughs> to get back into the swing of things but we got a good staff and i'm sure we'll be fine nick chance in the chat what up how you doing buddy tell your brother to start writing articles again we can we could use some of that sweet age of sigma content all right the las vegas team tournament this is an event that has generated a great deal of excitement this registration is going to be opening up early may which is not very long from now we're talking about two weeks two weeks and change. This event is going to be opening up. This is going to take place in September, uh, end of September of this year, which should be way on the other side of COVID. And it's only a 40K team tournament. That's it. It's one thing. Uh, it's the only, you know, the hall is only big enough to fit that. Uh, we're going to do five people per team, Corey. And we're still hammering out the exact details, but what we're leaning to right now, right now is really close to the ATC, what we're leaning to right now is basically one codex per team, uh, which means one Space Marine player. Yes, all of the other sub-factions are just supplements to the codex. Um, we're still, we're debating on maybe putting in some other kind of restrictions because we don't want every, like every team to have a Harlequin Andrew Kari player, which it probably would right now because uh, both those armies are so good. We're, so we're still... We're still debating that a little bit, but right now we're leaning towards five-person teams, uh, one codex per team. And that way you don't have just repeated armies, get a little variety, a little spice, make it fun. 
Canadian Ranger. It's going to be on the Strip in Las Vegas. Uh, this event's going to be really cool. It's very, um, we negotiated some really, really good rates on it. The rooms are very affordable. The, the food and the beer is very affordable. It's going to be a really, really fun, affordable, like, trip to Vegas. I, I think it's probably going to sell out in a day or two on the tickets. I wouldn't be surprised. You never know with these things. It might take a little longer to sell out. But judging by the, the level of hype, I've been seeing online, I have a pretty good feeling that it's going to sell out almost immediately. So uh, we're going to give everybody as much of a heads up when registration opens as possible so that people don't miss out. When you buy a ticket, it'll just be one ticket for your whole team. If you have an express pass, you're going to be getting the notification for that in the next probably week. Um, and you'll get a discount on that for your whole team. Going to be really cool. It's going to be a really big event too. I'm, I'm, I'm very confident we won't have any COVID restrictions at that point in time. Uh, you never know. We're going to, of course, put safety first, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like it's going to be a full, full go event, thankfully. So yeah, get excited for that. Um, it's going to be really, really fun. Again, registration will open up in the first week of May. And it's going to be in Las Vegas in September, baby. All right. So everybody already knows about this by now. Um, there was an unfortunate incident of player misconduct aka cheating that took place at a GT on camera. Um, it was unfortunately a high profile player. They're number one in the ITC up until that point in time. I think everybody at this point in time knows what happened. Uh, just to give it a really brief recap, uh, on camera they were you know violating the, code of, the ITC code of conduct and the 40k rules. They were misleading their opponent intentionally, repeatedly. Um, and essentially just blatantly cheating on camera. So when when it came to my attention, what happened, you know, the we went and talked to the TO. They handled it. They have a, a coalition of TOs in that part of the country. They'd all agreed already to take action. And um, after looking at everything, consulting with the group community of, of ITC TOs and uh, talking to the event organizer, who is the captain of their own ship. Again, we don't tell them what to do or not to do. Uh, we made the difficult but final decision to remove that person's points from uh, the ITC scorecard uh, leaderboards and that they would not get any more points for the rest of the year. So it's a pretty harsh punishment, but I think obviously appropriate given the circumstances. And um, we want to make it crystal clear that anybody who conducts themselves in this manner is going to receive the exact same treatment. We don't like doing this. The, the last thing that I envisioned myself doing when we started the ITC was reprimanding grown men for their behavior playing with playing a game. Uh, it's not what I want to do. Uh, it's not pleasant. It, um, you know, really upset this other person, although they brought it on themselves. They're still a human being and, and you still have empathy for them and the distress that it caused them. Um, so please act right. You know, uh, no person that participates in organized play has the right to diminish another person's experience. I don't care if you think you're the greatest player in the world or if you're quasi-internet famous or if you have some sort of a business associated with it. I don't care if you're the person who made the game. 
you do not get to show up at an event and diminish another person's experience at the event. They paid their money. They took the time to come. They have an equal right to enjoy themselves and have a fair game as much as anybody else does. All right. So that said, uh, please do remember that we're all human and we all make mistakes and that this individual is not a criminal. They did not break the law. They made a dumb decision and they got a, an appropriate response administratively. But be mindful of what you say and how you behave towards people like that that have go through this experience. Um, it impacts them emotionally very much and no one deserves to have their real life hurt because of something they did in a game. That's not, that is not, neither, that is not an appropriate or fair response. So imagine if you were them and you made a big mistake and everyone in the community was you know, aware of it, how that would make you feel. Think about that before you pile on more you know, shame and pain onto another person because at the end of the day, they are a human being and they deserve to be treated with respect even when they make a mistake. So enough of that, um, but just be aware, you know, no one is above the law, so to speak. Moving along, let's just have fun. That was what we made the ITC for in the first place was to have fun and help build up the community, not, uh, not do this kind of stuff. It's not fun. Um, all right, we have a brand new set of ITC terrain for you. This one looks really, really cool. The designer, who is also the painter, truly multi-talented person, uh, did a wonderful job with it. It's called Research Outpost. I love it. I think it's gorgeous. It looks really, really good on both sci-fi and high-tech um, uh, mats, but it looks also really good on natural mats. Uh, the one that we painted it for was for uh, Snow One, and it looks phenomenal on it. You could totally envision this terrain being on some like snowbound world but it looks really good on desert or um grass themed as well it's it's very versatile it can fit on quite a few different uh um mats so it's available right now 15 percent off if you want to pick it up jump in grab it and uh, enjoy it i don't know i lost my <laughs> I lost what i was saying on that one uh, katie ranger would said he would love to see a to judge workshop yeah, it's something we've been thinking about. Um, doing like being a, a TO is difficult, and then when you go through those situations where you have to take punitive action, which is so un unpleasant, um, knowing how to handle that is uh, really valuable. And one of the things we've always wanted to do, and I'm sorry, everybody listening, I jumped in response to a, a comment in the chat. I jumped back a little bit. Uh, one of the things we want to do as we grow the ITC is um, have like a, a judge training course, right? Not only to help you understand the rules, but also how to understand how to work with these human interactions that can be really challenging. So um, that's one thing we've been wanting to do for years. We didn't have the money. It always comes down to money in the end. We just didn't have the resources to send our head judges out to coach other judges. But I think we're getting there. And um, I don't think it's too far in the future where we can do that. And it will help elevate the game for everyone, right? Like a new judge who's inexperienced, we could run him through a training course. We took the we took the guy the playbook from ASO Soccer for anybody who's familiar with it. Um, they have a really extensive training program, and uh, 
basically would help to elevate it. Someone could be a certified uh, a judge in the ITC. And then for a person going to an event, they would, they would be able to go to the event with a higher degree of confidence that they know that they're going to get a professional um, experience. And I think that that's inevitable that we're going to go that direction. It's just, we just literally, we just couldn't afford it in the past. Um, but what, you know, we're looking at ways to make it happen because I think it'll make the organized play experience better for, for everybody and it'll help grow the scene and it'll be to everyone's benefit to do that. Glad you like the, uh, terrain bill. Uh, somebody said that it looked like uh, Bender town from, um, Futurama. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, Charles Xavier. Yeah. A certificate for a, a judge. Yeah. What, what we're, we're batting around a couple of different fiscal models to help offset the cost. And basically it would be people that want to participate could help generate some of the revenue for it. And then of course it'd be a total transparency with the bookkeeping. You know, there's no FIFA stuff going on here. It's not enough money for, <laughs> for that to happen in the first place, but um, it would be totally transparent. It, it would allow us to be like, Hey, it costs, it'll cost, you know, six, 700 bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever it is to get a judge on a plane and then put them in a hotel room. Um, you know, and how do, how do we make that work? So, um, it's not an insurmountable problem, but events don't make a ton of money. They're all growing, which is great, which means there's more revenue to play with, to do cool stuff, to get a more standardized experience, to make it better for everybody. But in the end of the day, it always comes down to money, right? As much as we all do this for passion, there's still bills to pay. So we're trying to figure out ways to, uh, to navigate that. And I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Um, the future is bright, just one step at a time. All right, let's take a look at the ITC. So uh, as the scene comes back to life, taking a look at some of the events that have been going on, some exciting stuff. We did have a GT in California, and this was run by the Dice Hammer crew out there in Orange County. Awesome group of uh, event organizers, really dedicated, run tremendous events. Super recommend going. If you ever have the opportunity to go to one of their events, very much recommend it. They do a great job. Uh, our own... Team Zero Comp, my 40K team, team captain, Junior Aflihi, rising up the ranks once again, took first place with Blood Angels. Matthew uh, Geyer got second with Salamanders. Jason McKenzie was third with Admic. Logan Heath, fourth with Salamanders. And Nicholas Zufall, uh, Nicholas, excuse me, uh, was fifth with Space Wolves. So a lot of Space Marines, a lot of power armor up there, which is actually not the way it's been going. Uh, as much as people complain about Space Marines dominating the rankings, it's not it's not accurate. They're played they're the most represented uh, army by a, by a lot, but they are not the most winning army. The the Eldar have actually been kicking ass, and Drew Kari coming out the gates look insane. So we still don't have a ton of data. We'll have to wait and see uh, and get more more data to get a, a bigger sample set. But so far. Drukari look like the dominant faction in 40k by a lot, by a large margin. Like so far, they're putting up Castellan, Castellan level um, win rate, which isn't like, which way, way, it's, it's problematically high. So there's a couple wonky things in there, like a succubus getting 40 plus attacks. It's like anybody who's playing it like that, come on, that's obviously going to get FAQ'd. Like, let's apply some common sense here. GW never, ever, ever FAQs in the favor of some insane interpretation of a rule. Like, come on, everybody, let's let's be sensible here, you know? 
I've already seen some events that are, are choosing to go with it, which, you know, raw, I get it, but look, go, go look at the history of the way the FAQs go. They don't ever, they don't, they never go that way ever. Uh, so, you know, I guess enjoy it while you can, but I doubt that's going to survive. Um, and there's a couple wonky things in there that need to be fixed, but yes, out the gates, Drakari are nuts. Um, back to this event, to the point I was trying to make is that uh, Space Marines are dominant. Uh, one Admech in there, interestingly, Space Wolves, who are considered to be the weakest of all the Space Marine flavors, and in fifth place. And we've actually seen them do pretty well in a, in a couple instances. I looked at the list too. It's like a totally normal Space Wolf list. There's like Thunderwolf Cav, Grey Hunters. It's the same as all the Space Wolf lists I've been seeing doing well. Um, but interesting to see so many Space Marines doing well because Eldar clean their clock. Typically speaking, you know, Harleys and now Drakari um, really have their number in, in my experience. So it's going to be interesting to see if this trend continues. But congratulations to everybody from that event. All right, let's take a look at the rankings. 40K ITC top five. First place, Ryan Snyder. Mateus Cesar in second. I think I said your name right. Let me know if you're listening. If I, if I butchered that, I apologize if I did. Colin Kay in third. Mark Asht in fourth and Nicholas Wanker in fifth. Who's in the chat? How you doing, dude? What's up, Hexfleet? Hope you're doing well, dude. Congratulations on fifth place in the rankings. 40K ITC Hobby Track Top 5. Uh, Rick Hill currently leading the pack of the prettiest of armies. JT Steiger in second. Sean Nasto in third. Sean's always solid for some good cat videos on Facebook. My man. That's my, he's, that's, he's speaking my language. Uh, Nicholas Winker in fourth, and O'Shea Aduna in fifth. Pretty sure I said that correctly. Age of Sigmar, current top five. Anthony Trentinelli continues to lead the pack, followed by Matt Abbott in second, Gabriel Pacheco in third, Nicholas Branham in fourth, and Sam Valdez in fifth. Congratulations. Hobby track, five-way tie for first. Brendan Dominguez, Matt Abbott, Nick Garcia, Noah Aquino, Pablo Abarca. Congratulations. Kill team, top five. The Spaniards continue to dominate. I think they're Spanish. Uh, there could be could be Portuguese, maybe. But I'm pretty sure they're Spanish. Alvaro Lorenzo in first. Fernando Marcos in second. Saul Perez Nunez in third. Arturo Sancho in fourth. And Madon Gunak in fifth. All right, take a look at some of these awesome Admech that FLG Paint Studio recently painted. If you have some models that are gray, sitting on your shelf, send them to us, along with some money, and we'll paint them. And they'll look amazing, just like these Admech. We're always taking new business, and um, with our new improved system, um, sped up considerably on our turn times. So it's good. And of course, if you're looking for a career in painting minis, you can have a really good job. Benefits, the works here at Frontline Gaming. Put in a 40 hour week, go home, live a normal life and paint minis. Uh, it's a really good job for anybody who thinks they have the talent and the dedication. All right. Tomodachi Express, send, them, send us your pile of shame. That's what he did. Thank you. Appreciate the business. Katie Ranger says, Ultramex? Yeah, that mech do look blue. I don't remember what high fleet that is. Uh, Atomic Hurdle says, the FLG Paint Studio is amazing. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Daidi Quadruple Six says, uh, Drakari aren't broken, just enjoying their time in the sun. Yeah, it's, it's too early to tell, really. That's why I kept emphasizing, like, so far. They just, they look extremely strong 
so far. We need more data before we can make an accurate assessment. Um, but events are coming back to life and we're seeing more and more people playing them. And I'm sure we'll get more data soon because, you know, the way these things work is people will jump on the bandwagon and um, we'll see how it goes. There's a couple of things I think are going to get FAQ'd. They're obviously like crazy, but what do I know? Any other questions for me before we wrap this up? And as always, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate everyone that comes to join us in the stream. Y'all are awesome. Help to make this solo show easy to go. <laughs> Dallas GT next week, uh, Corey. Yep, that's going to be, that is, I don't think they quite made super major, but it's a, it's a triple digit event. So that'll be some really good data that comes out of that for sure. Uh, good luck to everybody going to the Dallas GT. Can't wait to see who comes out on top of that event. The meta and facts will catch up, says Tomodachi. Yeah, I believe you are correct. Uh, thank you for what you do. I miss Frankie because uh, he is the best player. <laughs> All his dust. Frankie is easily the best player in the office right now. There's no question. Like, Pablo, you're second. I'll give you a second place there. Frankie is easily the best. I don't, I'm don't. i at the bottom somewhere now. I don't, I don't even know. I'm on, on the on the, the, the doormat. Uh, I'll get back. I'll get back into it. I'll get my I'll get my A game back. But it was nice to take a little break, honestly. Um, yeah, Frankie, as I had said last time, is uh, taking over a lot of the operational tasks as the company has grown. Um, you know, the company's grown quite a bit over the years. We had to like separate tasks so that we could uh, stay efficient. Fred Izzle says, where are NIDs? And NIDs are actually doing pretty well. They're not played a ton and they're no, they don't have a lot of, they have a lot of bad units, but the units they have that are good are very good. And they have a couple lists that are doing well. So you see NIDs podium pretty frequently, actually. It just tends to be really similar lists that do it. Necrons and Dark Angels, um, they are really good. Kitty and Ranger, they're doing very well. Um, Dark Angels, I think, were way overestimated in terms of how good they were going to be. The... The internet community was saying they were going to be broken as all heck. And they're really good, but the data doesn't support that at all. Uh, Pablo is the host of a competitive 40K podcast. Yes, he is. He's uh, Pablo's definitely uh, batting above my average right now. Although I have only lost a handful of games in ninth edition, to be fair. But I was also playing Deathwing, which made it pretty easy to win. <laughs> uh, missing the Tau hate. My Sith Apprentice. Sorry, I'll, I'll crank up the Tau hate here. Uh, orcs have been doing really well, High Fleet, Virilis. Um, Necrons and Orcs have been doing really well. They're just not played that much compared to, like, Space Marines. But Orcs have won many tournaments. They're podium. They they get on the podium all the time. Uh, Swaggy, as Shez was excited to find the game in Pasadena, then found it funny, and every TFG radio member finished in the bottom five in a 16-man tournament, including you. <laughs> Good job, all of our buddies at TFG Radio. Well done. You guys are better judges than players. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. A little over a half hour. Perfect time, I think, for a commute. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. I sure enjoyed talking to all of you. This was episode 732 of Signals from the Frontline. Please jump in there. Grab those event tickets. They are selling quick. Remember, the Las Vegas Team Tournament first week of May, it's probably going to sell out immediately. And check out the research station new set of ITC train. It is a very good looking set of terrain. Thank you for joining us. Talk to you all next week.